0: Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, celebrating over 70 years of service to financial advisors, their clients, and institutions worldwide. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Trying
1: once again to make sense of consumers and the American economy. Facebook has some privacy issues, and it's prom season, you know. Do you know where your tuxedo is? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace.
0: Marketplace is supported by Manta, connecting millions of small business owners with new customers every day on the web at Manta.com. Coverage of the economy is supported in part by the Schumann Center for Media and Democracy.
1: From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizal. It's Friday, today, the 13th of May. Good to have you with us. There are something like 42 bajillion variables that go into figuring out how the American economy is doing. It's just that complicated an organism. But one of the biggies is a little number called CPI, the Consumer Price Index, or inflation. The Labor Department said today it's up 3.2% over a year ago. And if you've listened to this program at all recently, you know most of that is in food and energy costs. But even what the government calls core CPI, all the other stuff basically is up as well to its highest level in more than a year. Now, I mention that for two reasons. A, inflation is still historically really low, and B, we talked just yesterday about how the rising cost of gas is pulling spending away from other parts of the economy. Well, how then to explain that a lot of department store chains are reporting sales and profits that have come roaring back? Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman explains. Business
2: is great at Macy's, Nordstrom, and other fancy department stores, but most consumers are still strapped for cash. It's a disconnect because well-heeled shoppers are disconnected from economic trouble, says analyst Richard Jaffe at Stifle Nicholas consumer at Nordstrom and some of these better department stores is certainly in the top half of the U.S. economy and fairly immune to variations in gas or food prices. Jaffe says the so-called aspirational consumer is back, willing to pay full retail, or nearly that, for brands that represent luxury and status. And he says chains like Nordstrom have invested to meet them with a clicks-and-mortar strategy. So the consumer can find a shoe that fits and order it in three colors and have it delivered to their home. And similarly, they can shop online, and they go to the store to pick it up. I met Tim O'Hearn coming out of the Nordstrom in downtown Portland this morning. I asked what he'd been shopping for. Socks. Why do you pick Nordstrom? Uh, I mean, there's cheaper socks elsewhere, right? I like good quality things. I like to shop in an environment that is attractive. And wouldn't you know, O'Hearn is also a small retailer with a pair of luxury linen shops in Portland and San Francisco. We do not have to sell at discounted prices as much as we used to. Customers, if it's the right product, are buying it at a fair retail price. Following in the footsteps of Big Brother Nordstrom, sales at O'Hearn's stores were great in April. I'm Mitchell Hartman for Marketplace.
1: You'd suppose Facebook, of all companies, would know there is no such thing as privacy on the Internet. I mean, right? So what could the social networking site possibly have been thinking when it hired Burson Marsteller, a big-name Washington PR firm, to plant nasty stories in the press about Google and its privacy policies? Marketplace's Steve Henn has that story. Any good D.C.
3: political operative knows there are a thousand ways Facebook could have tried to smear Google without leaving fingerprints. There are PR firms in the capital that do little else than practice what they affectionately call the dark arts. But this time, Facebook and Burson Marsteller failed. You know, it seems to be a case of inexperience. Peter Stone's a reporter at the Center for Public Integrity who covers money in politics. I think a skilled company probably would have gone to a nonprofit, channeled the money to a front group, if you want to call it that, uh, that doesn't have to disclose its donors then the front group can smear away and Facebook's hands are clean. Now, Stone's not endorsing this kind of behavior. He's just saying it's gotten pretty common. I called a handful of folks who practice the dark arts and none would talk on tape.